Many of us spend our whole life in search of purpose, desperately seeking meaningful ways to make a difference in the world with the short amount of time we are given. Deploying High has been designed to help you analyze what gives you purpose through inspirational, thought-provoking stories and conversation. I'm Nora Firestone, author of the book Deploying High about the mission and true purpose of our host. So it is a true pleasure and honor to introduce to you Chief Gene Saunders. Hi, I am Chief Gene Saunders, founder and CEO of Project Lifesaver International. Deploying High is brought to you today by Project Lifesaver International. If you haven't already, I ask you to join our mission of saving lives by subscribing at DeployingHigh.com. Thank you. Today, we are really fortunate. I have a very good friend of mine that's going to be on this episode. Uh, I met him a number of years ago doing a conference, uh, actually in the West Palm Beach area, and it was called the Fearless Caregiver Conference. I had never heard of it before, but I did one, and I got hooked. Uh, And I have done several more since then working with this gentleman. He puts on a great conference, and he he really goes to the soul of the people that he's talking to. And I think as we talk, you'll find out why. So I am very happy to introduce to you Mr. Gary Berg with the Fearless Caregivers. Gary, how are you? Chief, it's wonderful to at least virtually be in the same room with you. And I, I, I appreciate you not saying how many, many years ago that was. <laughs> I, I listen, I'm in the same boat. I don't want to go too far back. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was definitely something, you know, some things you just always remember pretty vividly. And that was one of them. And it was the hotel. It, in fact, it wasn't West Palm beach. It was Fort Lauderdale. Right. So that shows you how good my memory is now. So, but Gary, you know, a lot of people know you. A lot of people, you know, think a lot of you. You've done a lot with the magazines, with the conferences, and so forth. But do they really know Gary? And I, I oh, really kind of want. Well, I kind of want to dig into that just a little bit here today. Uh, and I want to who is who is Gary Bark? You know, where did Gary Bark come from? So, tell us something about Gary Bark. You know, it's all yours. Well, I'll I'll tell you something that. Uh, connects to as everything we do does uh, family caregivers. And I'll just go back a short bit in time. It was 1990. So get settled in for, no, it won't be a long, won't be a long story. But I was in Atlanta um, doing video, getting set up to do work for the 96 Olympics. So projects coming up and stuff. And my uh, dad uh, had retired. I'm from South Florida, Born and raised in my uh, North Miami Beach. I'm born in Miami Beach, raised in North Miami Beach, and um, uh, my mom went from you know love of life for 50 years, uh, partner in business, partner in life, to caregiver and all that that encompasses. And my sister lived down the street. She had two very little kids, and uh, my brother was in uh, New Orleans doing mall management. There used to be these things called shopping malls. And uh, I was in uh, uh, Atlanta. And so uh, we did everything we could to help. But what I, what I always find that is, um, I, I say this as one now, caregivers are a very sneaky lot. Mom would, wouldn't give up how she was feeling, what she was going through, the intense 
challenges she was going through. When my brother and I would come in for a weekend, they would pull it all together as, as well as they could. And we never knew, just never knew what was really going on. So by, by the time 94 ran around, uh, my dad had passed and my grandparents uh, had both, uh, both taken ill with uh, cancer and Alzheimer's and diabetes. You know, the, the doctors loved them, but insurance companies, not so much. Um, and I came in for a two week period in the summer of 94 to help mom out, just make this, what I what did I do? make decisions, be there for her. And that was the most intense, painful, emotionally challenging life and death decisions constantly two weeks of my life. My grandmother was in and out of hospitals. My grandfather's uh, cognitive condition was changing. My mom wasn't feeling good. At the end of these two weeks, I sat in mom's house in North Miami Beach and I said, I'm, I'm glad I was here these two weeks because look what you are going through. As if it was a, you know, something out of the ordinary. And she looked at me dumbfounded because it was just a normal two weeks in the life of family caregiver. And to me, it was the most intense two weeks of my life. So I um, packed up all my kit bag, my my belongings and came back down to South Florida to become like what I like to call a caregiver's caregiver. She never asked me to come back, but I was there caring for her as she was caring for her loved ones. And I found the best support and advice information uh, from family caregivers in, uh, you know, the three o'clock in the, in the morning uh, hospital waiting rooms going in and out of long-term care facilities. So I thought, you know, I, I was in media, maybe we could help. And we thought, let's start a, a magazine. It might be a little easier than trying to get something on television. There wasn't really internet, wasn't YouTube. And I went into these things called bookstores. And anybody younger than 30 wouldn't know what I mean, but they were stores with books and magazines and didn't find anything, not a single thing dealing with the issue. So on I don't know what this means, but on July 4th, 1995, went to the printers, picked up the first copies of today's Caregiver magazine, and we've been going ever since. In 98, we started our first in-person Fearless Caregiver conference at Nova Southeastern University with Robert Urich, who was just a lovely, lovely man, and he passed a few years later. And then um, we we went on until we were lucky enough to have an event with uh, you and uh, met your lovely wife and uh, your team. And the, the whole idea is for today's Caregiver Magazine, caregiver.com, the Fearless Caregiver Conferences, and even the, the various books we put out, is it's about the caregiver, front and center. If we can't educate them, support them, uh, help them, entertain them, hopefully, um, then we're not doing anything. And even with the celebrities we always have on the covers of the magazine and who have come to the conferences, they, they are caregivers too, or care supporters. Um, so it's, you know, like they said in the 92 elections, it's the economy stupid. For us, it's the caregiver stupid. And uh, it's all about supporting and managing um, the, the support of the family caregiver. And I just, you know, I know I'm going on and on. I apologize. No, for that, please. But um, I do want to say we've, since that first event in 98, we 
we go to where the caregivers are. I just don't think it's possible family caregiver <coughs> to travel across country to go to an event for a few days and, and you know, what, what are they going to do with their loved one? So we'll go where the caregivers are. And we've been in 47 cities in 26 states uh, hosting uh, 390, 387 in-person events and 10 virtual events because for some reason in March of 2020, all the in-person events stopped cold. But I'm really thrilled to announce that for the first time in two and a half years, uh, we're going to have an in-person event and it's going to be uh, in uh, the South County Civic Center in Delray, Florida, which is one of our favorite places and, and people can come from anywhere. Then we're going to uh, Port St. Lucie and then we'll go to Tampa. And the next thing we have lined up is New Haven, Connecticut. So, you know, the virtual events have been wonderful, uh, really great interaction. People can do the Q&A and, and we'll interact with the panel just like we did in the in-person the in uh, in person events, but virtual hugs aren't as good. Yeah. So we're just thrilled to be back, as they say, back in the saddle. I haven't been in an airplane in two and a half years, so that's probably not a fun thing. Hadn't changed any. No. <laughs> not at all. It's uh... Uh, uh, I hope you're doing the one in Connecticut during the warm months. Never, never do. <laughs> never do. We, I was afraid you'd say that. The, the uh, wonderful South Central Connecticut Area Agency on Aging, and we've only done them in November and December, except the pizza's really good. So that, <laughs> and the seafood. So that, that kind of makes up for it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll take your word for that. You know, it's interesting uh, how our paths have crossed and we didn't know it. You say you were in Atlanta for the Olympics? Yeah. I was there. I was a commander of a shift at the soccer venue in Athens. Uh, I handled the evening shift, and that's when the ladies won uh, the gold medal. Well, I, I want to qualify. I didn't have as good a time as you because um, in, in 94, when I came down to visit mom, I – moved from Atlanta and I never, the, the closest I got to Olympics is watching it on her television set. Oh, okay. In North right. Beach. I was supposed to be there and had a lot of projects set up, but once I saw what mom was going through, nothing was as important as coming home and helping her. Well, it, it had its moments of, uh, of a lot of fun, but if you remember, that's also when the bombing happened. And, oh yeah. Uh, so it got pretty tense there for a little while, but it was just amazing that you're familiar with the Atlanta area. Uh, but that's, that's great. Now tell me because people see these conferences and, you know, and they enjoy what happens at them, but there's a lot to putting on a conference. Kind of walk us through, okay, what does Gary do to get a conference up and running? Well, you have, you put on a great team. You have a great team of uh, outreach folks led by uh, Kathy Bird, who's been with us for a while. And, uh, uh, editorial folks led by uh, Nancy Schoenwalter, management folks led by my baby brother. You know, when your baby brother just turned 60, that's not, <laughs> but um, uh, Stephen Bard. And um, the, the key is to uh, 
make sure that it's all about supporting the caregivers. In other words, we don't have vendor rooms. We don't have people going from session to session to session. We did that in the, in the, in the very early ones. And we realized that no matter how good the session was, at the end of the day, caregivers had to leave. So we call it a full caregiver's day. It's uh, uh, 10 to 2. And the, all the partners, and as you know, we don't have you know, hundreds of partners. We want to make sure that there's a lot of intimate uh, interaction. And all the partners are in the same room with the family caregivers. They kind of, their tables just surround them. So everything is about education and support. And then I think the biggest secret is um, to find the right folks to, like yourself, to interact with them, educate them, support them, who aren't afraid to take questions, who aren't afraid to interact, because we call it no PowerPoint, no speechifying, no pontificating zone. It's about experts who are family caregivers and family caregivers who are experts, because we, we, we always have a moment at the conference we call a stump the panel. Never will know when it's going to happen, but the conference has two um, Q&A panels and then sessions for experts like yourself to stand up uh, solo and, and interact with them. But at the Q&A panels, we'll have, and, and like we'll have, uh, and, and the ones coming up, uh, elder care attorney, uh, VA expert, someone from the Air Agency on Aging, doctor. And since it's an open interaction and we run around the room with mics, getting caregivers to open up and answer, ask questions, we also find that every single caregiver has a piece of the puzzle that some other caregivers in the room needed and didn't know they needed or didn't know there was that such a solution. So when the question comes up and the panel may pause or, hmm, that's a great question. I don't know if I have an answer for that. Five hands come up and we run around the room and five, six, seven caregivers will tell us how they solve the problem. On our Fearless Caregiver YouTube channel, there's a wonderful um, video that we shot in, um, in Nashville, a young guy, maybe not so young anymore, even about 12, 15 years ago, um, stood up and talked about how he couldn't get his mom to stop driving. And by the time I walked to the front of the room to talk to the, uh, the attorney, talk to some from the area agency, I was stopped by probably 12 caregivers who said, here's how I did it. Here's how I did it. Here's how I did it. And that's the secret sauce. The secret sauce of these events is to make it a comfortable uh, a venue for caregivers to feel that they can ask any question and know the answer's forthcoming, or if they don't, the answer's not there, someone will get the answer for them, or answer any question that, hey, I figured this out. I know how to do this. Let me, let me get involved here. And that's, you know, there's no audience at a fearless caregiver conference. Everybody's an expert and everybody's learning. Well, you know, and I have found that to be true because even during the time that I was working with you on the conferences and speaking, uh, my wife and I were actually going through those experiences. And until you've been through those experiences, you know, it's the old, you know, walk a mile in my shoes. It's easy to sit back and listen to some of the so-called experts talk about it. But until you've been there, like you said, until you talk to the people that have actually uh, 
been in those situations. You know, my, my father-in-law had vascular dementia, then my mother-in-law had Parkinson's, which developed into dementia. So my wife and I became caregivers to the point that eventually we had to put my mother-in-law into memory care. But I give my wife all the credit in the world. She was there every day with her mother. But talking about driving, you know, you know, I had that experience. I'll never forget. My mother-in-law gets a letter from DMB saying, okay, you can't drive anymore. So my wife gets the call. I get home and my wife launches into me about this letter and, okay, now you need to go handle it. Hey, yeah, me? It's your mother. Oh, no, you need to go handle it. She'll listen to you. But, yeah, you have to go through those experiences, and then you can, you can speak to them. You know, uh, I, I remember a, a movie. I don't know if you're a movie buff or not. It was a long time ago. It was called Full Metal Jacket. Oh, sure. Uh, do you remember the scene in when the machine gunner and the uh, journalists were talking to each other, and the journalist was, uh, he was a Marine Corps journalist, but he was talking about all this stuff that he's seen and all that and what he'd done, and this machine gunner looks at him. He says, you can talk the talk. Can you walk the walk? And that line has always stuck with me because it's true. It's very, very true. And I think these conferences that you have are tremendous, absolutely tremendous, because even doing those, I learned a lot. And I think that may be the point of what you're doing with your conferences is the experts, so-called experts, learn from the people that are out there in the field doing it and vice versa. So, you know, my hat's off to you. I think they're, they're wonderful conferences. Um, so, all right, now you're bringing your conferences back in line. You've got your magazine still up and running, I suppose. All right, so what's next for Gary? I mean, you've got conferences. Have you got anything else on the horizon? You got any more plans you've got in your back pocket? Yeah, well, you know, the, the, everything, it's it's interesting that, you know, the, uh, every challenge is an opportunity sometimes. The pandemic has led to a lot of telehealth, um, a lot of interaction, a lot of visibility for caregivers, because as I keep writing in my newsletters during that time, now we all caregivers. If you never knew what a caregiver is going through as we're living through this, we're all kind of caregivers. And so well, we've been a lot, a lot more in, integrative. In other words, um, the, uh, uh, the conferences are all videotaped and you could get them through caregiver.com. The articles, the editorial, the interviews that we do at the events that um, we'll use them. We do a two weekly newsletters uh, uh, and I write a column in, in one of them. And the conferences were, were always uh, an easy way for me to get editorial because you cannot talk to a family caregiver without learning something. Uh, and so I had to work a lot harder these last two years or so. Um, so all of that that we learned from the events, we try to bring out into our other media and, and do more interactivity, do a lot more Zoom, um, the expert Q&A, uh, caregiver uh, thought leader interviews we do now all start as Zooms. Um, 
and then we transcribe them and put them in the magazine or send them out as e-blasts. So if anybody's interested, they can sign up for our free newsletters and e-blast at caregiver.com. They could sign up for the conferences. Uh, that's anything that, that they want to do with us. And we'd like to in, uh, be included in their lives and ask us questions. Uh, just come to uh, caregiver.com. You know, uh, speaking of that, Gary, uh, you know, Project Lifesaver does a conference once a year. And we'll be doing one in August in uh, Orlando. And while you, you know, have a great me message for the caregivers, I'd like to invite you to come to our conference and speak to some of the law enforcement officers and healthcare people that are going to be there because I think this is something that they need to know about. They need to know about the uh, the caregiver conferences and what you've learned from caregivers. Uh, you know, they're they are somewhat of a support system for these caregivers, and the more they know what's going on, and the more resources they have, such as yours. I mean, yours is a tremendous resource for caregivers. I think the better off they're going to be in being able to do their job in the field and dealing with these people. So I'd like to get with you, and uh, if we can get you to the conference, I would love to have you there. And you can count on me for your conferences. Just give me the heads up, and I will be more than happy to be there, as I enjoy them so much. So is there anything you'd like to leave our audience with? Uh, any words or any invitations? Uh, the floor is yours. Sure. Well, any, any conference that we do, no matter where it is, any caregivers invited, and we never charge a family caregiver. Lunch is included. Uh, you know, take home all the information, uh, the advice, support. Um, the connections that you make at the events are, are always are always great. But the key, I think, to any family caregivers, and I've seen this over and over and over again, you are not alone. No matter where you are, we've done conferences in the most rural parts where the, you know, the Wi-Fi didn't, didn't work um, to the to the largest cities, and at some point, every one of us, 77.6 million caregivers in this country, at some point, we're all believe we're absolutely alone and no one's gone through is going through what we're going through. But that's not true. Maybe nobody is going through exactly what you're going through, but there's a lot of people walking a similar path. There's a lot of organizations like you guys, like the Area Agency on Aging Organizations, hopefully like us, that are out there just the Alzheimer's Association looking to support you. So come to caregiver.com, be part of the conversation, realize you're not alone, and uh, realize that job one for any caregiver is to learn to care for yourself as well. Very good words. Well said. Very well said. Gary, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Uh, I hope that the people pay attention and learn and even attend the Fearless Caregiver Conferences. It'll be well worth their while. And again, I'll get with you about coming to our conference. I'm not letting you off the hook that easy. So that's all the time we have for this episode of Deploying High. Please join our mission of saving lives and never miss an episode by subscribing to DeployingHigh.com. I'm Chief Gene Saunders, the founder and CEO of Project Lifesaver International. We're bringing it all into view.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Deploying High with Chief Gene Saunders, brought to you by Project Lifesaver International. Deploying High would like to thank all of our supporters across the country and around the world. All proceeds from Deploying High go to support Project Lifesaver International online at projectlifesaver.org. If you'd like to help support the mission, please subscribe to our channel, make a donation, and don't forget to tell a friend about us. 